COVID-19 numbers in this province. 491 new cases are being reported today. This is the fourth day in a row Ontario has had more than 400 new infections. Just about half of those new cases are in Toronto and Peel. Ottawa and York also remain hotspots. Ontario's COVID-19 case numbers reached their lowest point back in mid-August. They've been rising ever since. And while Ontario looks to tighten things up, including by shortening the hours of bars and restaurants, other places are opening up despite the spread of COVID-19. In Florida, there were nearly 2,800 new cases and 107 new deaths yesterday alone. Still, the governor has issued an executive order lifting restrictions on most businesses. Freelance reporter Jennifer Glass has more on that. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, issued this order. It basically lifts all COVID restrictions on any businesses. It allows restaurants and bars to open to 100%. And then any rules that um, are put on businesses, you have to make an economic assessment. The death rate is still over uh, 100 a day yesterday, and that's quite serious. And the government, the governor's order basically says businesses can reopen, and it also removes fines for anybody who puts a fine on, on wearing a mask. So it's going to discourage people from um, wearing masks. It certainly takes the disincentive away, because uh, up until now, local authorities could fine people for not wearing masks. Freelance reporter Jennifer Glass in Florida. Massachusetts Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren is slamming U.S. President Donald Trump. Americans don't like to be cheated, and we've been cheated big time. She says the president's rush to have Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett installed before the November 3rd election is unconstitutional. In a video posted to Twitter, Warren urged her supporters to keep fighting that nomination. Right now, Trump and McConnell are trying to break our democracy, and it's going to take all of us to rebuild it. Republicans, though, are hailing Trump's choice and say that Barrett should be sworn in without delay. Here's House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. There is no question that Amy Coney Barrett is the best qualified person to uphold the Constitution. The Senate should confirm her quickly. The confirmation hearing for Barrett is expected to begin October 12th. Check, check. Good day, and uh, welcome to Dukes and Jane's podcast number 811, Fall 2020. And my God, it's another fine, fine fall day. Blue skies, a nice breeze, the trees, the leaves shimmering, and I am here at uh, Bluffers Park. I had to get out this morning. I gave up the on uh, attending the Zoom online West Hill United Church service. I realize they do record, uh, I think, most of what Greta has to say, so I can go back to that later on a podcast. Uh, I do enjoy, you know, her talks. They're they're right on. I find I'm just so much in alignment with her and her thinking and her values. Um, but I didn't want to sit at my fucking computer and uh, get annoyed by all the other people who, you know, the old... Can you hear me? Or they're just, you know, they're they're doing something that's distracting to see. Or they're, you see the top of their head only. Or, you know, all the little things that just annoy you in group behavior. I don't, um, I don't miss the church. I don't miss going to church. I don't think so. I think if it was up and running and everything was back to, to the new normal, uh, I'd probably go. If I had to go and wear masks... I don't know if I would. And they're for sure not in any hurry to uh, welcome people back. Uh, because, uh, number one, the church has been sold to the Boys and Girls Club, which is wonderful. Uh, and it is still in the process of transformation. Uh, but also because it's such an elderly uh, group of people who attend that uh, nobody wants to take any chances with spreading covid 
I guess I um, started this podcast off with the news again from CBC for Sunday. What is the date? September, late now, September the 27th. Yeah. That's what today is. Um, anyway, let's park that. You, uh, The news out of Florida is insane. And then another story out of Maine where somebody had a wedding and it became a, a what they call a super spreader. And people just all over, you know, town would, would, who attended the wedding would bring it back to their town and then spread it to somebody who wasn't at the wedding, but sorry, they died anyway. Uh, just incredible. The, the, you know, and what a way to, to, you know, when that's your wedding day, you are never going to forget, you hope you're never going to forget that, but what a way to start things off. And uh, again, boy, hats off, it was maybe what, about, about a month ago now. Yeah, probably four weeks ago, uh, Brandy and Brent got married, but they did it so carefully, and uh, I don't think there was anybody who risked any kind of uh, COVID uh, danger at that that particular wedding. So well done, folks. Haven't heard from them for quite a while, uh, Brent in particular, since they were they were the talk of the town, and then uh, you know I guess things just get back to. Of the new a normal, I um, stopped on the way here. I had a McDonald's coupon, you know, for five dollars with tax, five oh five. You get uh, a coffee and a hash brown and a uh, sausage McMuffin, and I hate to say it, they are really good. Their sausage McMuffins are a real meal. Like that's a, they seem to do the egg better than I can at home, and um, gosh. I, I, it was it was good, worth the five dollars. So I've got the coffee now to go, and uh, I brought along a copy of Motorsport September 2019. So exactly a year ago, uh, the cover story is about uh, Max Verstappen. So um, here's some of the pull-out quotes: "I'm okay with contact at low speeds. Lewis Hamilton isn't anything special. Join Mercedes." I'm looking at the options. I've got another 15 years in me. So that should be an interesting uh, interview, which I will uh, maybe read. I also, of course, brought along my Dixon Jane zines, the, uh, uh, and the, another binder full of letters. But I should probably just park those for a while. On that front, on that note, uh, if you heard the last podcast I'm talking about, these should be in the National Archives. Well, I went online, and it's a pretty simple thing to submit anything to the National Archives, uh, digital or in paper. So I could send in a complete set, or at least the last 10 years of uh, the Dixon Jane zine, and uh, deliver. I, I would like to personally deliver them when, when things are safe again, maybe next spring, maybe. Uh, to the National Archives in Ottawa rather than pay for the heavy-duty mailing it would cost and then not knowing. You know, I, I like to personally deliver. But it also makes me think, well, I really should, if I've got the time, digitize, you know. we did. I tried uh, various uh, ways of doing it, and, and it is doable without too large a PDF file, but good quality, um, and uh, submit digital copies uh, and I'm going to not necessarily announce this other than on this podcast to uh, Dixon James because if I went out and tried to reach everybody who's ever contributed um, somebody would say I don't want that that was personal stuff I thought it was only you know privately amongst a circle of friends I don't want to go out to everybody in Canada who is ever going to reach into the National Archives and look up a scene but it would satisfy me knowing it was in there for uh, many, many years to come, you'd hope. Uh, speaking of which, I just had an email or a contact from um, our good friend uh, Rob in uh, Thailand uh, and alerting me to the fact that uh, Gordon Jolly is no longer with us. Now, I mentioned Gordon Jolly. The only reason it came up is because I mentioned him in the last podcast. I was reading his uh, contributions to the Dixon Jane zine, and it seems... Um, 
there was a gathering uh, for an, that Gordon normally attended, and the person organizing it said, oh, by the way, Gordon won't be here. He died February 2019, I believe. So I've tried to get information. Gordon was quite a character. He led an, a, quite an amazing life. I guess two marriages and so two completely separate paths in his life. Uh, and when I knew him, knew him, he was an A-type personality. He was a coach. He was a teacher. He was a, a hustler. Uh, working with Executive Development, I think that was the company in Tokyo. I thought it was his company, but it seems the company lives on under different ownership. And uh, no matter where I searched, there was no record of Gordon Jolly. So who knows what happened? But uh, anyway, people pass on. And uh, and what happened? Oh yeah, somebody wrote a great article. Uh, Brent, Deb's husband. Um. About cars, he, you know, he was a car guy, and, and he just got a lift in a new Tesla, I think, one of the electric ones that just took off like nothing, like one of the old muscle cars. And it was a nice little piece, and I said, gee, that would have been perfect for if we were still doing Dixon Janes. And then Barnacle Bill spoke up and said, well, why don't you have a COVID-19 edition? Well, yeah, that would be interesting to put out one edition for uh, COVID-19. I'm sure, just from listeners of, to this podcast alone, uh, I could get contributions enough to put out another digital edition. He, although Barnacle Bill said, no, I'd pay for the print, you know, a print copy. And, hey, if you're going to do that, maybe on-demand printing, you know. All right, make up, make up a batch. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked. But my answer back to that was, well, not until I have the dates of when we lost our uh, contributors, the four guys I've mentioned before and said I would talk about sometime. Uh, John Collier, who you would find in past articles. Uh, Richard Heath, the most eccentric of all my friends, uh, whose sister I traveled to um, Mexico with, along with Uncle Alvin. And... Um, she also contributed many interesting articles from, as I mentioned, you know, different different parts of the world. Uh, and then um, Peter McRae, our accountant friend, who rarely contributed, if at all, but did read. And was, an, again, another... I think all my friends are very eccentric. Yes, yes, there is no doubt. When you look at these, are none of these people who I've attached myself to uh, and who accepted me uh, bore anything resembling a normal life. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Kent Spencer, the uh, journalist for the, uh, I guess it was Southern News, the province used to be, and another fine, fine, fine person who just uh, recently died. So, yeah. All right. Where does that get us? Oh, I had a, a whole story. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop now. I'm going to start over because I'm going to tell another and a personal family story that may be of some interest to those of you who are married. Um, oh, my God, a caterpillar going by. Now, I can remember as a child, and oh, how terrible I feel just thinking about it, of squishing caterpillars. Not not going out on a rampage, but, you know, I'm, and maybe, God, I hate to think I did it more than once. But, oh, what a terrible thing. Oh, I'm so I'm almost crying thinking about it. Why would anybody squish it? But the children do things like that. Children, like, um, what, Lord of the Flies. This is just so beautiful. It's just, it's making its way around the ground. I don't know what's in store for this one. I don't know if it's late to change, whether it'll survive. What it has to do. Oh, you, you sort of want to help it somehow. I guess because they're, they're kind of furry looking. If, if it was just a centipede, I would not have any. It's because of the furriness. <laughs> it's what draws you in. All right, we'll leave it there. Me staring at the ground watching this lonely and maybe desperate caterpillar in search of something. I'll be back very soon. Bye for now.
I've just had a very good read of this uh, issue of motorsport. My God, the beauty of some of these cars. A lot of the book is taken up with cars for auction, uh, you know, classic. The Aston Martin DB5 and, uh, you know, just rare Ferraris and things. They're beautiful to look at. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, back to my life. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure of the overlap between what I've talked about on this podcast and what I've just been posting in Discord and tweeting about. You know, you sort of, it all merges into one. Sometimes you think you're talking to the same people, but you're not really. Anyway, we have some house repairs in need of doing, starting with the leaking eaves trough. I should get right to that. I Tomorrow morning, I'm calling a guy who I think will be able to come and fix it. Had I fixed it years ago when it was very clear there was a problem and it was leaking, and my wife had pointed this out to me, and I heard yesterday she even climbed up on the ladder to see if she could fix it, um, we wouldn't have the problems I'm facing today. This eaves trough seemed to just leak just over the front porch, and the rain came down heavily in sheets. And what it did was wash into where this beautiful cobblestone that leads up to our front step, the cobblestones, just kind of washed away. The, the, the soil, everything underneath them, just disappeared. And so bricks have actually fallen into the ground, you know, underneath uh, the front porch. This problem could have been avoided had I had that fixed earlier. And I have to take full responsibility for that. It's part of me. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? Yeah, I don't mind if it rains there. Just, you know, I mean, you couldn't go to your car when it was raining like that, when it was pouring down. You'd, you'd just have to race around it. It was crazy. But in keeping with the way I am, I just put it off, put it off. And now it's got to be fixed, only it's too late because... It's caused damage. And, of course, my dear wife lets me know that, hey, when you own a house, you have to have upkeep. And I get 
immediately in the defensive mode. Well, I replaced the shingles on the roof, and I had new eaves troughs put in, and we got a new furnace, and we had the bathroom renovated, and we got a new garage door, and we had the deck redone, and I, and I rhyme off the things that I have done. I'm in full defensive mode, and it gets impossible to talk to me. I, I just, I just get <sighs> irritated. Uh, and I know I'm in the wrong. I, I mean, that's clear. It's not like, you know, I'm rightfully defending myself. I'm just doing it out of reflex. Uh, I don't like to be criticized. I don't like to think I'm failing at something. Um, I don't like taking advice. I don't like being told something has to be done. And, you know, this is all to my discredit, and that's really why I'm going on about this. So anyway, we've got, okay, if we're going to fix the front porch that's needed it for quite a while, I mean, it had holes in it and underneath and so on. Why don't we do the whole walkway, the driveway, and then if we're going to do that, why don't we do the side of the house where the, you know, and then in the back, at the back door, the steps are falling down and, Everything's overgrown with plants. And then if we're going to do that, why don't we make a nice little walkway all the way to the uh, deck, which we had redone. It's now just planks of wood down there. Uh, and if we're going to do that, why don't we extend and make a little patio, which is my wife's idea. And it just got to be a huge project with quotes coming in because I did call and get quotes. I've had three people come so far, ranging from 25000 to 41000 uh, the, the twenty-five thousand was if that was cash. Twenty-eight thousand otherwise, uh, and it doesn't seem right to pay cash and avoid the GST on their end. You know, I mean, sure, I want to save three thousand dollars, but hey, isn't aren't you supposed to? Aren't they supposed to be paying GST? And anyway, you know what I mean. And then, of course, I, these contractors that I brought in and sort of showed me the style. I had said we wanted this. Uh, not uh, not asphalt, not cement, but uh, the you know tiles. Uh, I can't even know what you call them, and I should. And I guess this is the other part of the problem is that I, I don't think I'm capable of making big decisions anymore. I, I think something you know. I think this mental deterioration is not just the memory, but maybe even decision making. Because when when a guy came in at twenty five thousand, I thought. They're good. I like this guy. I trust him. Yeah, well, let's pay and let's do the whole thing. And I'm just, let's just go ahead. You know, we'll just use a line of credit. And uh, my wife points out, I don't want to use a line of credit. And then, of course, I get another argument. What the hell? You know, we'll get the money back and sell the house. <sighs> but she realized when we looked at the samples that no. This doesn't really suit our brick house. This idea of these these paving stones, I guess. I don't know. They put them all in by hand. And they say that's even cheaper than cement, which I doubt. Uh, Anyway, she realized it doesn't suit the the brick. We have an old brick house, you know, red bricks. This this doesn't look right. This looks great on a brand new house with a new facade, you know, and uh, modern looking, but not ours. So I was getting quotes for sort of the wrong job. And, of course, that just drove me nuts. Well, I thought that's what you wanted, and I get all defensive again. She said, no, you weren't listening. And So we had a real row yesterday. It was really unpleasant. And, you know, she feels she's just got to drive it into me that, hey, you don't listen, and this is your problem. And then she'll repeat what has to be done. And the more she repeats, the more nuts I go. And finally, I just shut down. I just walk away. I can't, I can't stand anymore. I just leave. Well, she calls my son down and has a conversation with him, and he can have a rational discussion. And both them knew better than me that dad, you know, you get three different, get different contractors for different jobs, and no, this doesn't. Right. And, and so I think I got very, very defensive about being totally wrong. And maybe underneath it all, it wasn't just being wrong, but why didn't I realize that? Why didn't I know? Why am I just so quick to say, I'll oh, just pay whatever and we'll just have it done and be finished? I, I don't want to deal with it. And that's not really the right way to go. So I think we haven't quite resolved yesterday's clash, but I've I've realized, okay, let's start all over. Let's just get the front porch fixed. 
Uh, it needs a whole new, if you can cement on top of cement, it needs that. Uh, apparently one of the contractors has a friend who can do this and do it well. And then a couple of steps, it should be raised up. Beside the house, we've just had gravel, white stone, you know, nice looking gravel, but it's sinking, sinking, sinking. And my wife wants that either paved over or cemented over or, or you know, more truckload of gravel brought in or something. And she's right there. She planted by the side of the house, which stopped the leaking. You know, there was always every spring there'd be some water coming in the basement. She says it would actually flood in. I don't believe, I didn't agree. I thought the wall just got a little wet. But now she's planted all kinds of stuff without me even being aware of what she was doing. And it sort of stopped the leaking. There was no flood since then. But if they do fix that walkway, <laughs> it'll all have to come out. But then we won't have a problem because the stones will be slanted towards the neighbor's house, not back to ours and so on. Oh. So it seems to me like this. I'm just not capable of making good big decisions. Um, I, I, I don't know when we'll be able to talk calmly again. I probably owe some apologies. And if I can get somebody in to just say, all right, let's just fix the front step. And if it's under $5,000, great. We can put everything else off. We just won't do it this year. Like, let's, all right, let's revisit this problem in the spring. But meanwhile, do what has to be done. The eavesdrops have to be fixed. Get that done this week for whatever that will cost. And then uh, find a guy who can actually repair the front so that it looks decent and puts a step over where the holes are you know you know leading up to the front porch uh, I don't know I had to share that with you because uh, well it was more urgent yesterday and I didn't want to record yesterday it was too raw but just I guess partly it, it's you know the, the why it was so nice going camping for a couple of days because I didn't have to think about this and could just indulge in having a drink or a toke and, and read an old Dixon Jane zine and sit in the sunshine. How wonderful that was. And then to get home and realize, okay, here's the reality of owning a home. And the reality of being married and having to work things out through compromise and so on. Um, my poor wife, I mean, she is the reasonable one. I am unreasonable. I feel bad. I, that poor woman has been with me since she was 24 years old. She deserves a break after this. When she retires, uh, she should be set free. <sighs> so part of it is, like I say, the doubting of my own mental capabilities. Uh, do, do you get to the point in life where you can't make good decisions? And we hear about that all the time. I mean, poor older people being scanned on these horrible repair jobs and, and things that have just they're taken advantage of because they don't know. I mean, I fell for it today. I, I saw... An ad, I, I've been watching this about, you know, the the evils of social media, the social dilemma, the movie that was out, and then again on the latest, uh, what's his name, Sam Harris um, podcast, you know, of, of just the devious way social media controls our lives. And, and this ad popped up for a memory stick, and it was a guy, you know, reviewing them and then came up with the the best one and the best one was wow if you get it today now 50% off so of course I go to it and I'm actually I read through all the five reviews and, and I'm not thinking this whole thing was biased and I'm just okay alright that sounds good yeah and half price yeah I'll get one I need one for my photos it'll save me the trouble of trying to find all my photos on my various computers and get them all together in one thing yeah, perfect this is the solution half price 65 bucks um and so I'm at the point where I'm actually going to sign up, I'm going to give the numbers for my Visa card, my, my Amex card, and all run through the company. And then say, well, maybe you should just check online. And I go online and, you know, check Google, and up pops a whole bunch of others. And this thing, the one I was about to buy, isn't, you know, is completely, it's at the bottom of the list because it's not even available on Amazon. Nobody knows who this company is and who the owners are. And uh, who it's made by, and no guarantees, and no, no, this one here is the one you want to get. And like, and I realized, holy shit, I'm just about signed up to buy something because I fell for this scam ad of what appeared to be an objective review, but it's somebody who's just going to benefit, you know, get a cut of each of these sales. 
And then all these other ones come up, and each one claiming to be the best. And also probably get up to 50% discounts uh, if you do it right now. And that was just a classic example of, oh, my God. Number one, the, the mediation, or the, the um, manipulation. And then me in this old man syndrome of just, yeah, all right, that sounds good, without doing all the research. So now, I'm at, you know, bam, I just deleted the information and I'm not buying anything. I'm back to zero. Now I don't trust anybody. And <clears throat> the evils of social media, my God of uh, the interviews, the fellow who's trying to do something to say, it, what it's offering, the technology and the software, is not for the betterment, betterment of mankind. It's to make a handful of people very rich. Jesus Christ, what is this world we live in? Where are the nice people? Well, I know. They're listening to the Dixon Janes podcast, aren't they? So that's it. Anyway, I just needed to uh, unload that. It, it didn't, I didn't have the passion I would have expressed it in uh, with yesterday. But it, 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 there's, I guess, some guilt about me just being so immature at times. And I think it's because I've never had to have responsibility in my life. And I've never had to, you know, do anything I didn't want to do. And now I'm, you know, faced with, hey certain realities here and it's only going to get get worse from here once uh, somebody decides I need to be put away uh oh oh we die before that Scarborough dude oh god signing off I'll uh, I'll give you a song maybe I'll find a happy song or maybe even a sad song who the fuck cares well I care I care about all the music I play on this podcast whether you do or don't bye for now Well, I stayed away from the rain When I worked at the Hotel San Sebastian And I still remember that day That she took
the center of my soul there was hope, and I sure didn't know what I was after. That's a hard card to play, I suppose. Yeah, that's the real ring. Good day. Good day. And a, and a good day it is. It is September 30th. Um, I love, I guess, even numbers and endings. So this is the end of the month, end of September, uh, last day of the month. And I believe it's also the year end for my company, Canadian Study Tours. Now, I'm going to just let it go for another year to sort things out in case I come up with some other business idea or project, which wouldn't be bad if there's some way of bringing in some money. Uh, you know, it'd be crazy to have to uh, reopen a company. Anyway, never mind that. It's just, it's a date I feel <coughs> sorry, special about. Um, yeah, 2020. All these even things. Okay, yeah, so today I went and had my ears checked. Now, in Nigeria, or Togo, if you said that, you'd say I went to get my ears cleaned. It meant you were getting fucked. That's uh, And that was a term used because, oh, you know, god damn, I hate getting sidetracked like this. I'm trying to tell a straight story, but yeah, it was the old, you know, the, the, the women would... Uh, stick their fingers in your ears. Supposedly it, it increased the sensations. <laughs> Very debatable. Uh, but anyway, moving on, I saw Dr. Singh. He was great. And again, I'm just feeling so much gratitude for the Canadian healthcare system that I guess it was my family doctor who, uh, you know, I had asked for, I got to, you know, see a, an ear specialist, and he makes the appointment, and finally I get in after a telephone consultation to see him today, and they put you through a hearing test to start with, with an assistant, somebody trained in that, and they lock you in a little room and, uh, you know, say yes when you can hear these things, and it was really weird because one of the reasons I'm going, number one, the overall deterioration over the past five years of just not being able to hear conversation on TV and... uh, you know, dialogue, missing parts of dialogue and needing the TV up loud. But uh, in particular, my left ear, it was down to about 20% hearing. I, I just came up with that number uh, and I could not figure it out. And uh, anyway, so they did all the tests and then she asked me, have you had a stroke? And I, ooh, gee, yeah. I wonder if that did it. And then for just a moment, when I was left alone, they, they led me into the doctor's room with a special chair and sat there. And while I was waiting for him, I almost, almost, almost cried. And part of it, I was looking up at the charts, up on the wall, the pictures of the ear and the inner ear and the workings. But mostly it was from her saying, have you had a stroke? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, what you're suggesting is... The reason I'm not hearing there, there's a blockage somewhere uh, in my brain that's just coming to surface now, even though the stroke is quite a few years ago, and I'm going to (laughs) die. I mean, it was a big jump, you know, it was a very large jump I made, but it was just one more of those little reminders, like, because I get them often, like, yeah, I'm going to die before a lot of my friends, and I don't mean you younger people, I mean even friends of same age, um, that I'm just going to go. And and the feeling was in that moment, it it didn't last long at all. Just while I was sitting alone in this chair and reminding of, you know, mortality. When your body starts falling apart, you start thinking about these things. 
And it was, but I, I'm not ready yet. I've got to write that book. I, I've got to uh, upload the zines to the National Archives. I've got things to do. I can't die yet. And anyway, that passed very quickly. He came in, was a wonderful doctor, and uh, said, well, it might be some blockage. Yeah, and he's looking in and poking things in, and uh, yeah, I see some uh, some wax buildup. And he got out a machine, a suction cup. And now I got to tell you, there's at least five occasions when it felt like a sharp needle was being poked right into my eardrum. And oh my God, ah, you, ah, was the reaction I gave. And then he'd apologize right away. And I said, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Whatever you got to do, just do it. You know, I need this thing fixed. And sure enough, this suction machine, which you could hear because it's plugged into your ear. And it was like, I don't know, like a thing from a, a movie, you're imagining a whole lot of shit going down a drain. You you heard this. Those, oh, God, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's what I was hearing. I think, oh, my God. Is that shit coming out of my ear? Uh, and it was. Now, he didn't have to see it. I didn't have to see it. Uh, the hearing was bad enough. But, oh, my God, I could hear again. He said, now, is that, uh, can, do you notice any difference? Yes, I can hear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, needless to say, I'm a little bit happy that uh, I had my ear cleared. And, uh, you know, he was good. He said, okay, now, still, there may be, there's still the deterioration you're hearing. And it may be this, uh, the drums sort of thick in the eardrum is a tiny little bone and it, it you know it could you know calcify or whatever uh i'm going to send you for some um not x-rays but you know some kind of screenings i can't even remember what it was called ultrasounds i don't know i don't think it was that either but something anyway uh and then he said then we'll know what's going on i said There's a, you know i'm going to need hearing aids so we're not going to get ahead of ourselves just one step at a time. I don't want to give you too much information. Well, just have these, and then you'll come in. So anyway, so nice and just so pleasant uh, to be dealing with professionals, kind, you know, people who know what they're doing, and not even have to show a credit card. I didn't even have to show my health card. She said, no, no, I, I've got it all here. Uh, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And uh, so I'm grateful. That's one more doctor on my list of, you know, the people who have been looking after me. I'm very grateful and, and feeling just up about it, you know, like it's just, wow, that really did help. Yeah, I did have a problem. I did bring it up with my own family doctor at least three years ago. And he said, I, you know, I don't want to go in there. Um he really, no, his message was, you know, you could do damage and I, I don't want to do that. And good for him. He's not trained for that. And he certainly didn't have this ear suction device that uh, the hearing doctor, the ENT doctor did. Ah, I made myself a, a hot coffee drink. Okay, so that was number one. Uh, what else was there? No callbacks yet for, I'm still trying to get quotes for the front step and the eaves trough. I've, I'm making a list so that I know who I've called and when, and, uh, but it's getting, it's very hard to get contractors to call back. So I'll have to just keep at it. Um, there was something else big. I thought, oh yes, today I read a little passage. Oh, if I got it here, I should piece of paper. Oh no, here it is in my pocket. I'm going to read it to you and um, tell you what it prompted. I'm just going to tell you what it prompted first and then read it to you, but I think we'll do it this way. I think I'll read it and then you say what this might lead to. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to start reading now. It's by somebody called Pat Schneider. Now Pat, uh, I just saw, died I think in 2020. Uh, not somebody I know, but a woman who's written a book or two and some poetry. But here is the quote. We are all connected to one another. And the mystery at the heart of the universe. Oh, no, sorry. Let's restart that. It's. I think there should be commas in here, but there aren't. Or maybe I'm reading as if there are commas and there shouldn't be. Yes, I think that's it. Once more. 
we don't we don't do retakes on the Dixon James podcast. It interrupts the flow. We are all connected to one another, and the mystery at the heart of the universe. No, no, got it wrong again. <laughs> we are all connected to one another and the mystery at the heart of the universe through our strange and marvelous ability to create words. So I'll repeat that. We're all connected to one another and the mystery at the heart of the universe through our strange and marvelous ability to create words. When we write, we create. And when we offer our creations to one another, we close the wound of loneliness and may participate in healing the broken world. Our words, our truth, our imagining, our dreaming may be the best gifts we have to give. Pat Schneider. Now, I like that. I like that. I found this when I was cleaning out two inboxes yesterday. I sort of had an inbox and then another box where I didn't know, I, I couldn't deal with it, but I wasn't done with it. So it just sort of stayed resting in this box, more like a resting place box. Uh, and I shoveled them both out yesterday and got rid of a lot, but I found this piece of paper. Now, I may have already included this in a Dixon Jane's podcast. I'm thinking instead, maybe it's something I got for church. Uh, I, I sometimes did little presentations in our men's group. But anyway, whatever it is, and as I say, I may have even already used it in a past episode of Dixon Jane's, but it made me think... By golly. <coughs> and by the way, I'm talking about Dixon Jane's The Zine, uh, not the podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. The Zine. Um, we brought it back in 2015, 2016. And I've decided tentatively, partly because of reading this thing about our words and the importance of sharing... Um, that I would put out another issue, a fall 2020 issue, uh, to include uh, maybe people's reflections on COVID-19. And the subtitle for this Dixon Jane zine, volume 22, number one, and that might be the only one that comes out, uh, certainly be the only one for 2020, and uh, there may not be another one for another year if there's even this one, because that's not decided. That depends on uh, people writing in. I'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, but the subtitle will be Keeping, Keep Your Distance Edition. Keep Your Distance Edition. They always have subtitles or something. Uh, and originally I just put up there, because I already created the shell of the 12-page document, which will be a PDF format. Uh, so there won't be any mailing of these things. It'll be up to you to decide if you want to print it or not. Um, was, you know, why and why not edition. But this is better. Keep your distance edition because that ties in with COVID. So if anybody who is listening to the Dixon James podcast has any idea what I'm talking about and thinks, ooh, ooh, I'd like to contribute to this zine that has, you know, more than a 20-year history and will be preserved in the National Archives of Canada. Yes. Oh, yes. It will be submitted. So I don't, you know, it would be smart to put nasty, racist, horrible comments with your name attached to them. I, You know, not that you'd want to or that I would publish those anyway. But it also doesn't mean you got to be stay clean, you know. It's okay to uh, own up to your misdeeds, as I do on a regular basis. Um, yeah, so that's it. So if you're a Dixon James listener and you think, ooh, that would be kind of neat to just write something, and it can be just an introduction to yourself if you've never been in the zine before, uh, but preferably you could include that and maybe something about how COVID-19 has impacted your life, if at all, and, uh, you know, and go from there. Use that as a starting point. It could be your thoughts for the future, what changes might come about as a result of this, and, uh, so on, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in your head. I'll be the judge in the end of what, what gets in and what doesn't, and I would do any editing if I felt it was necessary. So I am the ultimate authority on this thing. But, uh, you know, hey, give it a try. Don't be discouraged. If you're listening to this, make a note somewhere. Make a note 
to say, ooh, yeah, I should write something to Ken. Because what happens is uh, people forget to, and then the issue comes out, and they think, oh, damn it, I was going to write something. Well, there you go. There was your warning right there, okay? All right, moving on. I think we've uh, probably said more than enough. A little disappointing news. I was going to be going to a cottage with Mr. Francis Wooby. That is Francis Wooby. Uh, this weekend, but uh, Francis is not feeling 100%, and uh, we think, yeah, maybe we'll just put this off. Put this off. But I'm going to go camping anyway. It's raining right now. Hmm. And the thing is, going in the road track, if it rained the two days I was at Bon Echo, I'd still be fine. You know, you, you justify things. You you stay inside, you get the music, you're cozy here, you read, you... You know, you do what you got to do. Preferably it won't rain and I'll be able to have a fire again. But uh, you, you get what you get. The weather is what it will be, wherever you happen to be. All right, Scarborough Dude, I guess I'm going to sign off there. I think, was that all my news? The zine, the hearing doctor. I thought there was a third thing yeah, the end of the month. Yeah, okay, we'll park it right there. Hope you're uh, continuing to enjoy listening to the Dixon Janes podcast. And if you're interested in receiving a copy in future of the Dixon Janes zine, send in a comment. Dixon Janes, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S, at gmail.com. And uh, tell me what you want and why you want it and give me something in writing. Bye for now. Ooh, ooh, let's get the bell. Let's get the bell. Wah, come on, come on. Check, check. Welcome to uh, October. Yeah. By golly. I'm sitting here at Bluffers Park, and um, there's a wind coming off the lake. Uh, you know, and it, it's October. The air is chilled just a bit. And I'm just feeling that, oh, if I just had one more layer, I'd be so snug and cozy sitting outside in the sun, but uh, those layers are all hanging in my closet. It's so funny. I went through my uh, closet and found... Oh, My wife has bought me so many warm jackets and sweaters and hoodies and things that I have that, uh, you know, are great. I'm going to keep them in the road track, you know, if I'm out for my fall camping. Um, so I moved one of them down into the hall closet just by the front door and then forgot to put any in the car. And it's just knowing where they are and knowing the temperature I'm feeling and the breeze, uh, it just makes, oh my God, there's a gap here. I really would be so much more comfortable right this minute if I had on one of those nice snug warm jackets that I was only handling, you know, half an hour ago. But uh, we will move on. I'm not going to stay all that long anyway, and I don't have much time left in the podcast. I just wanted to shout out to Jason, our man in Tennessee, Tennessee Jake, as I like to call him, <laughs> for the kind words he had to say about the Dixon Janes zine. Uh, again, you're listening to the Dixon Janes podcast, but there is a history, a continuity, and he just kind of brought it alive for me. Uh, at, at, a, at a nice time uh, in my life when it's nice to hear these things and, and to reflect back, yeah, that, what, that, that was stuff that was created. We had a 20-year run of this Dixon Jane zine and um, there's enough excitement in the air that uh, we're, we're going to put out uh, uh, one more uh, COVID-19 edition. Um, and so, again, I, I think I've already said this. It's a welcome to listeners out there. If you'd like to write something in, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a four-page essay. We don't want that. Short notes are also very appreciated. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, please do, because I'm keen on that. And what else he has uh, encouraged me to do by just seeing all the nice things he did. He might be a, a devious manipulator, because he certainly got me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the puppet strings have been pulled. Yes, I'm going to digitize. Start again. We did start on some. In fact, I was sort of doing it as an experiment with him. 
to get it down to a PDF version that's not huge, right? But maintains a decent quality when you open it up. So I'm going to go back, and uh, it'll involve, because I don't have originals and I don't have a software that would open any of these things anyway, and fonts missing and icons and everything else. So it means scanning page by page, you know, each of them. They're they're 12-page issues, most of them. And I think I will only go back the past 10 years. I don't even think it's worth it uh, uh, going much earlier. We'll see on that. But uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, Jason, you fired me right up. And uh, and I, I thrive on, as you probably know, you listeners, th- these bits of energy that I need to feed on and, and uh, just thinking about, yes, 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 that, that was a creation. It was fun. I, I, did have an, I did have a vision. And it wasn't shared by a lot of people, including a lot of the listeners. But there were enough, I mean, readers, readers, but there were enough who did get it, uh, just as there are just enough listeners to this podcast that uh, it makes me keep going. Uh, it was the same for the uh, the zine, and uh, I have a lot of people to thank. So there's three projects I've got ahead of me for this winter. One is digitizing back issues of Dixon Jane's, which will be time-consuming, and you want to do it nicely, and then maybe find a place to put those so that people who are interested could download them. We'll see. We'll decide on that. But I'm pretty sure I will be submitting them to the National Archives of Canada as well. Uh, That's number one. Number two, continue on with this book I said I'm starting. I'm in the middle of dictating. Well, I've dictated out a 12-page letter to uh, Bruce, a.k.a. Barnacle Bill, um, talking about a 24-page letter that I sent him and was afraid... It might have got into the wrong hands, and uh, it was confessions for a love that I should not have had. <coughs> so, anyway, I've uh, I, I'm working on that, dictating, correcting the errors, the punctuation, and reading it and going through this. Yes, I should include it. No, I shouldn't include it. I don't come out. Uh, I come out as a real drunk, and and it's like it's really clear. I survived Nigeria thanks to alcohol, a lot of alcohol. And maybe that's not such a bad thing. Hey, I did go there and I did last. Uh, it didn't make me a better teacher, that's for sure. But then, I mean, there were strikes. There was It was just chaos the whole time. Not a whole lot was expected of you in real terms other than to enjoy the experience of uh, being in Nigeria and making new friends. And that we did. Uh, so a lot of alcohol, a lot of lust. And uh, definitely, this is uh, this is Clara Warning type of stuff uh, for sure. If I ever do put this, well, it's not a question of putting it in book form, but releasing it. Uh, and I've got a long, long way to go. That's an all winter, right up until next spring project. And what was that? Oh, and the third is the immediate one of putting out this uh, new edition, the uh, Volume Twenty Two, Number One. Keep Your Distance edition of the uh, Dixon Jane zine. So, there you go. And to close on that, I think I've uh, probably... Res- I, you know, this is this uh, podcast is going to come out early. I mentioned I'm going camping this weekend. You'll hear from me again. I am sure from uh, Bon Echo Provincial Park, where I've been several times in the past. It's lovely. I'm expecting it to be quite cold, and believe me, I will have those warm jackets and uh, things to keep me cozy because even in the cold weather, you want to be sitting outside as much as you can. It's the Canadian thing to do. So uh, on that note, I will sign off and um, take care, one and all, and get in touch. You know, email me, dixonjanes at gmail.com, and um, post a comment. Tell me uh, you'd like to get a back issue of the zine. And I may or may not reply. And uh, send in something, a piece of writing. Say, hey, never mind your fucking podcast. I want to be in that zine of yours. Here's a piece of writing. All right. Shout out to uh, one person in particular. I'll just end on this uh, note. Um, the person known as Heavy D, certainly in the, um, um, whatchamacallit, uh, thing where we meet. The name just escaped me again. Damn it. Uh, the thing I'm having so much trouble relating to, I cannot follow. When when uh, 
Ultima Lion and uh, MMD have a conversation back and forth. I just I've stopped trying to understand or, or reading it. There's so much. It just I, I do not get the cultural references. I do not get the humor at all, and I can't follow all the fucking links. There's just too many goddamn links to so many things. Who has the time for that? My God. So, um, but sorry, I'm muffling my message here. The message was too. Uh, that woman I sometimes call Penelope, you would be a prime candidate for somebody whose voice we've never heard. We need more women's voices to write something in. Uh, I'm not going to tell you personally. I'm giving it to you on this podcast. I don't even know if you listen to this podcast or if your boyfriend does, and maybe he'll relay the message. But at any rate, I would love to have a piece of writing from you telling us a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are. Not hiding, not just, you know, in disguise, but uh, the real you. You're an interesting person. Our readers would like to know more about you. Scarborough Dude, signing off from uh, a Bluffers Park with a chill in the air. Oh my god, I'm getting back into the car right now. Bye-bye.